Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey, it's Catherine here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo. We are in a series all about eternity. It's a big topic that we've been exploring. And today we want to take a look at how can we live a life that counts? How can we live with an eternal view? Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says, God has planted eternity in the human heart. And even so, people can't see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. In every human heart, there's the desire that nothing in this world can satisfy. There's an awareness that there's so much more to our life than just here and now. Because God has placed eternity, He's placed that desire in every person's heart. You know, we are made in God's image. God's an eternal God and we are made in His image to be eternal beings. This life on earth is not the end. We are more than just flesh and bones, but we are meant to live for eternity. And the choices we make in this life affect where and how we are going to spend our eternity. Those who choose to accept Jesus' free gift of salvation, His love, choose to build their life on His truth, they can spend eternity with Him in heaven. It's going to be great. But those who on this life choose to reject Jesus' love and His forgiveness and this amazing gift of salvation, they reject having a relationship with Jesus, they're going to uh, live eternally separated from Jesus in a place that's known as hell. And this might sound a little bit scary or unfair, but actually that's, that's God giving us free choice. He doesn't want to force Himself upon us. He wants us to choose. Do you want to have a relationship with me now and in eternity? And with this topic, I don't want you to feel scared or worried, but I really want to share God's truth with you. Because if we know God's truth, we know how we want to respond. We know how we want to uh, choose to live our lives. And I want you to walk away from this message feeling confident and and have peace about your eternity. I want you to feel excited for the opportunity that we get to spend eternity with Jesus. Not something that you're afraid of, but something that you are excited about. And if you're not in a relationship with Jesus, don't worry, I'm going to give you an opportunity in the moment at the end of the message to respond and make the decision to follow Jesus. So for anyone who chooses to have a relationship with Jesus, uh, your where you're going to spend eternity question is answered. You're going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. There's no doubt about that. But the how you spend eternity might be different because did you know that there are going to be rewards for believers in heaven? What we do in this life has an impact in eternity. Everything that you do here and now, uh, one day you're going to stand before Jesus and you're going to give an account for how you lived your life on earth. What did you do with this life that God gave you? So there's going to be rewards and celebrations and a party. So we really want to make sure that we uh, give attention to the how we live our life here on this side of eternity as well. You know, eternity is like a really big concept to understand. So I once saw this illustration that really, really helped me and I hope it helps you too. Uh, It's an illustration of our life as a rope. So imagine this rope uh, goes on forever. It's super long. It never stops. Um, Imagine that this rope is a timeline of your existence. You exist forever right forever and ever your life goes on and this red part represents your time on earth 
you have a few short years here on earth and then you have all of eternity somewhere else. Our life here on earth is really brief actually in light of the rest of eternity. This red part here on earth is really short. In fact, James 4 verse 14 says, this life is a vapor. It's like, you know, it can go so quickly in an instant and none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And yet we can be so consumed with how we live this red part that we forget about the rest of eternity. Maybe some of us we're living thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to work really, really hard in this section over here. And, you know, I'm going to make a lot of money so that over here I'm going to be super comfortable. And then I can travel a lot. And then I can own this and I can have that. And I have all this financial stability and security and, you know, hustle there and, and live the be my best life over here. Or maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm still young. I want to party, man. I want to I want to party here, live it up. I want to have all the girls and the boys, all the partying, relationships, drinking, whatever. I, I every, anything that's fun and good, I want to try it. And then, you know, maybe later I'll I'll get serious and I'll settle down and then I, you know, I'll start making some serious choices about my relationship with Jesus and stuff. But right now, I still got time to have fun and party. But actually, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We want to make sure that we make the most of this red part here because what we do in this red part affects the rest of our eternity. The Bible chooses us that this red part determines how we're going to exist for millions and millions of years after that, right? We are just temporary residents here on earth. Our citizenship is actually in heaven. And when you realize that this life is just the preparation or just the dress rehearsal for eternity, you're going to live differently. You're going to make different choices about how you spend your time. You know, what's really important to you? What do you spend your money on? How do you treat people? Uh, what attitude are you going to have when you work? What are you going to do with this one life that you've been given? You know, the message of the world says that, you know, now is the time to live your best life. This red part is, you know, live your best life now. But actually, with God, uh, this isn't going to be our best life now. This is going to be our purpose life. You only have one chance to have your purpose life. And then the rest of this is going to be your best life yet. Our best life is still to come. This isn't our, our best life yet. We can be blessed, it can be a good life with God, but it's our purpose life. And what we do here and now is going to have an, an amazing impact or maybe a negative impact on eternity. So we really want to make the most of this time here. You know, at the end of our time here on earth, we're going to be evaluated and rewarded according to how we handled what God entrusted us, what He gave to us here on earth. So we're going to take a look at a story that Jesus tells his disciples. He wants to explain to them. Uh, we can find this story in the book of Matthew. He wants to explain to them about how we can think about heaven. How do we live our life here on earth? What kind of investment, investments can we make so that we can have amazing rewards in eternity? So to start the story, if there's a... Uh, the master or man, he goes on a long trip. And before he goes on a long trip, he wants to entrust his three servants to look after his money. So to the first servant, he gives uh, five bags of silver. And to the second servant, he gives two bags of silver. And to the last final servant, he gives one bag of silver. He divides it in proportion to their ability. 
And then he goes on his trip and he's, and he's going to return. He wants to see what are they going to do with what he gave them. So the servant who received five bags of silver invests the money and gets five bags more silver. And the servant that got the two bags of silver, he puts it to work and he gets two more bags of silver. But the last servant that, with the one bag, uh, you know, they're like, well, I'm going to dig a hole and bury it. I'm going to bury this money in, in the ground. And this parable that Jesus is talking about isn't about money. Uh, Jesus is trying to paint a picture about uh, what are we going to do with the gifts and the talents that he's given us. Did you know that you have a calling and a purpose that's really unique for your life here on earth? And God has given you talents and gifts to be able to fulfill that calling. And so each servant was given a measure of talents and gifts. And sure, they were different. This one had five, this one had two, this one had one. But actually, um, you know, everybody got something. Everything was of eternal significance and value. It says that the master divided it according to their ability. So, you know, God knows you. He knows uh, your personality. He knows uh, uh, what, what environment you're going to flourish in. And so he gives you gifts and talents according to your purpose, according to your ability. And that's going to look different to somebody else. It doesn't make that person better than you or more special than you. Every talent um, that God gives is special and it has eternal value and significance. There isn't anybody who doesn't get a gift. Everybody is given something. So what matters is what you choose to do with that. And so, um, you know, let's hear what happens when the master comes back. It says in Matthew 25, 19 to 23. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and he called them to give an account of how he had, they had used the money. The servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you more responsibility. Let's celebrate together. The servant who received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I've earned you two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. This is amazing. Even though they received different amounts of uh, talents or gifts, the reward was the same. To every person that got uh, some more uh, money back in return for the master, the master gave them affirmation. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. And to those who, who had put their money into good investments, he gave them promotion. He said, wow, you've been so faithful with this. I'm going to give you more responsibility. I'm going to trust you with more. And to each of the servants who put their money into good use, he says, let's celebrate. There's a huge celebration and a party. Even though they got different amounts that they were entrusted, the, the promotion was the same, the affirmation was the same, and the celebration was the same. Isn't that amazing? That's so encouraging. But let's see what happens uh, to the last servant because the last servant, remember, buried their, um, their talents or their money in the ground. And he, he comes to the master and he said, oh, you know, I know that uh, you, you were going to test me to see what I was going to do and I was scared I was going to lose the money. So I thought it's just better that I, that I bury this money. And, you know, here you can just have it back. But the master isn't happy with this. In Matthew 25, it says, But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I had harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in a bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. 
Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. And when they have an ab- and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Oh, this is so sad. The servant, he was like, he had been given something. It was just as precious. It was just as valuable. But that person decided not to use it. They buried it, forgot about it. Um, and the master, you know, he, he was disappointed because he had really entrusted the servant. He knew that the servant could do something with what he gave him. And one day we're going to stand before God and God's going to ask us, you know, what did you do with I, what I gave you? God's not going to ask you, what did, uh, what did you do with uh, the guy who I gave this talent to? He's not looking at that other person. He's going to look at what he gave you. So look at what God has given you and think, how can I be faithful with what God has given me? So one day I can hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. One day I can get that promotion. There can be that celebration, that those rewards in heaven as I've multiplied what God has given me. You know, uh, here's a few things that people who live with eternity in mind are thinking. Because right, how can we be those who, who, who live life with different lenses? We want to see things the way God sees them. So here are some things that uh, are like traits of people who live with eternity in mind. People who live with eternity in mind know that God has good works for them. You know, we are not saved by our good works, but we are saved for good works. Our salvation is completely a free gift, but God wants to use us for His plans and purposes. In Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Now, when we get saved, we don't just get beamed to heaven because we have purpose here on earth. And I'm so comforted by the fact that God has already prepared specific works for me to to do in advance and I can walk into them. And every day, one of the things I pray is like, God, would you help me to walk into the good works that you have prepared for me today? I want to be faithful with what you've given me today. Isn't that great? There's the pressure off of trying to to guess, oh, am I going to live a life that pleases God? Can I be faithful with what He's given me? Well, God, you can because He's prepared good works in advance for you to do. He set you up for victory, set you up for reward. The next thing I want to encourage us, that people who live with eternity in mind, lay up treasures in heaven. In Matthew 6, verse 19 to 21, it says, Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and destroy where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is that's where your heart will be also you know we don't we don't want to spend all of our time and and energy and resources on things that are are not eternal and just gonna fade away we want to invest in things that are eternal you know, your, your uh, night collection, as great as it is, you know what, you can't take that to heaven with you. You can't take any of your, your physical possessions or your treasures with you uh, to heaven. The only thing that we can take with to heaven uh, is people. We can invest our time, our talents, our resources, investing, loving, serving people, and we get to take people to heaven. That's what is truly important and worth us investing in here and now. And there's going to be amazing treasures that we can enjoy in heaven. So let's get that perspective in our minds. Let's lay up treasures for ourselves in heaven. And the next thing I want to encourage us with is that people who live with eternity in mind are planted in God's house. 
you know, you have a purpose as an individual person, but also we have a purpose together as a church. You cannot live out the call and the plans and purpose God has for you on your own. You are called to be a part of His body, part of the church, part of part of a team, and the things that we can only do as a community together that you can't do on your own. And just think about it, as a, as a group, we have a greater impact than you do just as one person on your own. So I want to encourage you, plant yourself in the local church. Find a community where you can grow and you can serve because together God is going to use you to your gifts and talents in that community and to reach people who don't even know about Jesus. We need to be on mission together with people in our local church. And you can't do this if you're not planted in a church community. You know, actually, I feel like I discovered more about what my talents and gifts were once I was planted in a church community. When I got uh, saved and made a decision to follow Jesus, I, I thought, oh, I want to plant myself in this church. I want to join a dream team. I want to be part of a connect group. Uh, I want to be on mission together with this community. I want to uh, give and sow into this, into this house that God has placed me in. And it's in that very place that I discovered that I, I had different kinds of gifts. Like I didn't know that I could, I could teach people from the Bible and that I enjoyed it. And people would say, oh, wow, this really helped me. And that, that would be a passion of mine one day. I didn't know that I could lead teams or even that I could sing in a worship team. I discovered all of these gifts and talents being part of a community. People encouraged me. People saw things in me. And I was able to flourish and grow in these gifts and talents. So I encourage you, be a be planted in the local church be serving in the local church that's one of the amazing ways that we get to invest the time and talents that God has given us the next thing I want to encourage us with is that people who live with eternity in mind live for the father's approval not for man's you know we want to live uh, to hear our heavenly father say to us well done my good and faithful servant um, I know it's hard when we're living here on earth uh, to, it's easy to get distracted and think, oh, I really want people to like me. You know, I, I don't want somebody not to like me or people to, to think I'm strange because I, I believe this about Jesus or I've chosen to live this way um, in my life and the world's going one way, but I've decided to go this way and we, you know, we worried about those likes because that's not going to matter. What really matters is what our Heavenly Father thinks of us. We want Him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, um, uh, several years ago, my husband and I, we, we knew that God had put in our hearts that we, uh, we, we, wanted, we wanted to be a part of reaching other people in other nations to know about Jesus. And we want to tell them the good news about Jesus and using our gifts and talents to, to reach people who, who maybe have never heard about Him in unreached countries. And Japan was one of those countries that God put in our heart. And we felt we're going to move to Japan. We want to be a part of what God is doing in Japan. This is something that God is, is putting in our hands that we can be a part of. And so we, we came to Japan and you know what, it, there was lots of sacrifices involved. We, we sold everything we had and we came here with just two suitcases, crazy, right? And we, we had to find new jobs, you know, hard to find a new job and, and start life over again, make new friends and also be so far away from family. You know, we, there were some funerals for our grandparents we weren't even able to attend. And with COVID, there was three years we couldn't see our family. So, you know, we felt the, we felt the cost, we felt the sacrifices in it, but you know, we We've made a decision a long time ago. No, we want to live uh, our best purpose life now. We know that in light of eternity, uh, 
those, those disappointments or hurts, that's not going to matter. We want to be a part of mission. We want to be a part of using what God has given to us because we want to see people in eternity. We want to take people with us into eternity. So that's why we, we, we can do this. That's why we can endure maybe sometimes a little bit of challenges or, or sacrifices in this little red part because we know there's this whole other big part that's to come. We want to be a people who live with eternity in mind. I love what Paul says. Paul in the Bible, he encourages, encourages us in Philippians 4.13. He says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, Paul says he's running this race. And, you know, when he's running this race, he's not looking to his left or his right and comparing his life to that person or that person. No, his, his goal is fixed on eternity, on heaven. He's looking straight ahead. He's not being distracted by the things of this world. He's looking straight ahead because he knows that's where the real reward is that's what we uh, our real eternal hope and investment is and we can run and we can endure all things and because we know there's an incredible hope ahead for us in heaven and I want to be someone like that pressing on running with that focus to finish the race that God has called us to so I'd love to take this opportunity to pray for you. Let's ask God to give us wisdom so that we can make the most of our time here on earth. So thank you, God, that you have given each of us incredible talents and gifts. We want to have wisdom to be faithful with what you have entrusted us with. Help us to be those who run this race. Our eyes set on you, our eyes set on eternity. Uh, we want to see many people come to, to know you. We want to be fruitful and see amazing impacts in eternity. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, uh, I wanted to give an opportunity to those of you who maybe haven't made a decision to follow yet Jesus yet. You know, it's actually only in this life that you get the choice now. In and after the, this life is gone, in eternity, you're not going to get this choice again. It's only in this life that we have, uh, we have that ch choice to make. Are you going to follow Jesus and spend eternity with Him? Or will you spend eternity separated from Him? You know, Jesus doesn't want to be separated from you. In fact, He's done everything so that He can be with you. It says that God loved the world so much that He sent His Son Jesus to die for you, to take your sins upon His shoulders. And He died and He rose again. And anybody who puts their faith and believes in Him will have hope and healing and blessing in this life. But not only that, eternity to come. Come. You're going to have eternal hope and security for your future. That's the rest of this, this whole long life spent with Jesus in an amazing place in heaven with Him. And if that's you, you want to make that decision today, I don't want you to do it because you, you're feeling scared or worried, but I want you to do it because you know that, that God loves you. And he's such an incredible purpose with, for you. And this is your best life is still going to come. So if that's you, I want to take this opportunity to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus, that this person wants to make a decision to follow you. I pray that you would lead them. I pray that you'd forgive them. And I pray that you'd see that, that help, you'd help them to see that they have an incredible plan and purpose with you in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you decided to make the decision today, why don't you pray this prayer? It'll appear on the screen. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. I'm so excited you made that decision. You know what? We're going to live our purpose life here so that we can spend an amazing eternity with Jesus. Have a blessed week. 
Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider Lifehouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.